Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, Rotatoes? It's Jasper. I'm back. I hope that you are ready to find out what awaits our crew at Fort Cutler and what remains of the Cutler clan. Boy, it's such a good arc. Love it so much. Hope that you're enjoying it, uh, if you are enjoying it. A little favor, if you don't mind, leave us a review. Uh, like us, review us, helps new people find us, and helps people find the majesty that is Akoyama. And his DMing, which not enough people have heard. Like, because everyone needs to have heard it, and because everyone hasn't heard it, therefore not enough people have heard it. So, leave us a review, and let other people know that we're the show is here, and it's amazing, and it's great. And if you want more of it, you can check it out on the Rotating Heroes Patreon. But I think... You know, that's enough for me. You want to get into this. So let's get into this. Take it away, past Zach. And now presenting the Rotating Heroes Podcast. Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. I'm joined, as always, so far for the seventh time with the Rotators of the Third Arc. Um, I'm just going to go around the, the the order and say just hello to everyone, see how they're doing. It's been a minute since we've recorded, so I just want to just get some fresh takes of just how people are feeling. Let's get some raw emotion here. Um, you know I'm as the Loxodon Druid. Uh, Grib, we got Jacob Waisaki. What's up? Soft, uh, soft. What's up? How's it going? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love well, to hear that, Zach. I love to hear that you're doing well. That's excellent. That's good awesome. news. <laughs> this is this is go. This is the best foot I could have started off with. But um, I'm ready to. Um, I'm excited to be here tonight. <laughs> This is great energy. Let's keep to it. me. Um, to me, this is the best energy a person can have. Forward, abundant, plenty. Just feeling like someone's mad at you, but they Aww. don't say. It. It's like you know what you did wrong, but I'm so I'm not gonna say it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for showing up. God. Got it. It really, honestly, is making me sweat immediately. Oh, Aww. I'll stop. Thank you. Thank you. That was, um, you know, uh, I probably could have started on a different foot, but I'm I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> I'm glad to be hanging out with you. Glad to to see what you do with your new staff that we're going to talk Ooh, about. Ooh, I can't bit. wait. Great. Well, let's continue the raw emotion train all the way around. <laughs> uh, we have the Clank Queen herself, oh! uh, Freya, the Unforgettable, aka Victoria Longwell. Victoria, from everyone, how are you doing? Oh, hello. I feel good. 
af- I think I like the Clank Queen. I think that's fun. Sounds cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like it, even though my armor does make me noisy and not as sneaky. It's yeah. It's just like owning it is cool. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I bought a a light quilt for my bed because the hot weather is coming, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling that good about sense. that. Yeah, I, I, you know what's, I, what's weird about my sleep is that I, I do like the idea of like weighted blankets, mm-hmm. but then it just gets too hot, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't know if I could ever do a weighted, well, a weighted blanket in the summer sounds like a recipe for dying. It just seems too hot. Uh, that'd be too hot. Palpably hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that goes well. Thank you. It comes tomorrow. We're, we're sponsored. This podcast is sponsored by the idea of light quilts. Um, <laughs> if you go out there and get one, use promo code uh, RHPOD, light quilt. Um, RHPOD. RHPOD. R-H-pod. Uh, and finally, uh, Nam as sort of uh, fulfilling his destiny, meeting all his family, um, sort of the, the next cutler in line after his brother. We have Rufus Cutler. A.K.A. Devin Field. Devin. Happy to be here, Zach. Raw emotion flowing through me. Uh, feeling vulnerable. Mm. Feeling open. Feeling... Are we good? <sighs> are we good right now, Zach? Who are your guys? These are, <laughs> these are, these are the Mark Marin jokes. Uh, that's all I have. Okay, great. Well, excited to be here with you all. Jacob, forgot to ask if we're good. Um, Jacob, we good? Like... We've never been bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling in an emotional state after this where I might at some point today just like start doing some stand up, but where I'm like perched on the edge of a stool, you know, so I'm like kind of sitting, I'm like mostly <laughs> sitting and, and my, I'll segue into it by going like, I don't know, you know, stuff mm. like that. Sort of a gargoyle hunch. Yeah. Cl- kind of. Yeah, exactly. Sort of shoulders inward. Holding the mic kind of cur- with a curled fist, knees mm-hmm. up, rocking back and forth. Devin, I, I don't know a ton about stand-up, so forgive me if this is a bad Happy question. Happy to educate you. Ha- oh, my God. <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> oh, let's kick back and learn. No, I mean, this is a subject that hasn't really been discussed on a, on podcasts, so I, I'd really be happy to <laughs> I don't, break it down for you how it works. Yeah. Have you ever organically sat on a stool in the middle of a set? That's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I would be, I'm too self-conscious about, I think the amount of times I have sat down while performing stand-up would be like less, uh, less than three, I, you know, and it would only be. So you did it the three times like. Yeah, I it, it would have only that. been to like illustrate something, like I would never just start there. Yeah, no, I don't know, not my speed. Part of that is like I haven't done as many like headlining shows where I would be doing like an hour or like 45 minutes or something when I think it might be more natural to like spend some time. When you're doing like a 10 minute spot at a bar in LA. Why are you lounging? Yeah, like what are you, why are you, are you, you already tuckered out with his knees? Yeah. What's going on? No, so. I'm gonna get into stand up now and I am only gonna sit. Smart. No matter how short my set is. Yeah. In you fact, I'm just sitting. Short this stool is. You could be doing a three-minute open mic. You're you're sitting. Yeah, maybe I'll sit. She looks exhausted. Stay there while someone else comes out. It's going to be my thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into stand up at 33. That's hey. probably not that late. Rodney Dangerfield was selling aluminum siding until almost his 40s. There you go. 
Really? And that's what keeps me waking up. Stories like that. John Hamm. The John Hamm stories of it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's just later in John line. did John Hamm do Mad Men? Oh, Billy Baldwin didn't hit till he was 36. And look at him now. Billy Baldwin. <laughs> I recently Jacob, watched you've been Backdraft. in movies. What's that? Jacob has been in, a, has been in movies. That's true. You've already done it, dude. Hey, yeah. hell yeah, man. Thank you. Anyway, I'm secret mad at all of you. Okay. Uh, oh, dang it. I knew we weren't good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, we could feel it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, now that the energy is perfect, let's continue with a little recap. Last time on the Rotating Heroes pod, after being rescued by the frighteningly powerful werebear, our heroes were introduced to the man behind the bear, Lau Ransden, not Cranston, who revealed himself to be Rufus's uncle on his mom's side. With the Red Rust clan still hot on their tails, Lowell advised the rotators to cut through the swamp while he led the enemy troops off away from them, also advising that the swamp is filled with lies and horrors. Confused and tired, our heroes began a mucky journey through the swamp, careful to avoid some creepy lights, uh, but unable to avoid a lizard kid ambush and uh, some hurtful arguing about family. You can't see me right now, but I'm mouthing mom. Um, towards the end of the journey, our heroes tried to sneak around a horrific shambling mound, but like we mentioned earlier, the Clank Queen herself caught the monster's attention and they had to do battle once more. Luckily, the monster was still injured from its previous fight with the Lizardkin, and our heroes were able to make quick work of it, procuring an ancient wooden staff that was stuck in the beast's back. Uh, our heroes eventually found safety in Lowell's bear den slash warden outpost. Before Freya could find a mirror, Lowell... Uh, I keep saying his name the way that I don't want to say it. I like that it's a little ambiguous. <laughs> Before Freya could find a mirror, uh, Lowell rejoined them and let them know a little more about what's going on in the forest. He regretfully revealed one major truth, that Zophine, the goddess of nature, appeared on this plane to sacrifice herself in order to save the realm from the massive war that was suffocating it. This sacrifice created the Endless Holt, but also took her out of the game meaning the forest is relatively unprotected from all manner of malevolent forces across the known plains. After the grim news, our heroes updated Lowell on the situation at Walden Keep, a place that only meant bad news to Lowell, and that's where we are today. So it's still early in the day. You guys took a long rest like after you got there, like three or four in the morning, so it's like probably like noonish. Lowell just had this conversation with you guys where he explained the severity of the situation overall with this world. And um, you just told him about uh, Walden Keep, and he is, you look outside, and he is, like, digging up the ground in a certain spot. Um, you just see this, like, huge jacked dude, like, out the window, just with a shovel, just digging in one spot. Wow. <laughs> you, you guys notice Freya just peeking out the window. <laughs> Uh, cup of coffee. Frere, uh, what are you staring at? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh. You're staring I, with sort of an intense, there's a there's a heat to your stare. I'm sort of just wondering what it's directed at. No, I was meditating. I was meditating. I was doing my morning meditation. Anyone seen what Lowell's doing over here? You do a morning meditation? This is the first I'm hearing of this. I do two meditations every day, 20 minutes. <laughs> you do TM? <laughs> What's your mantra? <laughs> Hey, um, she can't tell you. She she could. She can't tell you. She that. could. She couldn't tell you. Thank she could. You. No. Thank you so much. If I could tell, 
if I could tell anyone, no, it would be No, it's me, Cribbage. <laughs> oh, it's Cribbage. Hey, Sorry. Cribbage. I keep confusing. Stop confusing the them. Tell me your mantra. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, that's Swam. Swam. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't tell I anyone my know. mantra. God, you know what my mantra is? No, don't tell. Tell us. I blaze. <laughs> I blaze. Mm -hmm. I blaze. Well, you all know that's not my mantra. I blaze. Should we go check on the manic uh, lad digging? Yeah, what is he doing? Perhaps he just needs a pap on the shoulder, bring him back to reality. Should I should I do that? If you want to tap him on the shoulder, be my guest. Well, I think I think I'll try and pull him out of the trance. He is like, yeah, almost like has like a frothing sweat with his like huge mane of hair while he's digging. Uh, it's just like all back muscles um, in wow. that way that people who are actually strong have. I, I exit and I walk up. Is everything okay? Hmm? Is everything oh, okay? Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Um, it's okay. It's all right. He like wipes his forehead, sticks the shovel in the ground. You're pretty wow. strong. Oh, thank you. I, you know, sometimes when you just stay active, you, you, you kind of you don't have to do any actual workouts if you're just kind of keeping up. I lift up my shirt. Force, you know. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus is uh, watching from the window above and sees this like a pachyderm washboard. It's just this shredded grace 12 pack. Freya's watching too, and she's kind of like, wow. What the hell? Since when was Grim rocking such an insane body? I mean, this is nuts. I knew the guy had strong arms and, of course, giant elephant legs, but that. That core is insane. It is something. Don't tell him I said that. I don't tell him I am <laughs> obsessing over it. We start comparing back muscles. I take my Jacob, shirt off. Can I ask you a question about Grim? Yeah. Something I literally was only, the only time I've ever thought about this was between last session and this session, and I haven't even looked it up. Yeah. What is Grim's actual strength? Mm. Huh. Oh, it's not high. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So so Grib is like one of those it's weird. A 12. It's a it's a thirteen. It's a twelve plus. Grib is like a weird fitness rat who like is totally lean and or is totally shredded, but like cannot actually lift a giant heavy. thing. Well, no, because Luxodons actually do. They can carry much more. Like they okay. they have abilities to carry more weight than that is separate than their strength modifier. Okay. Yeah. Okay, they like they have a carrying capacity that's high. Uh, uh, yes, and just like, like it's called powerful build. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So, so that this makes was on point. And thirteen's not not. I mean, like you can have much lower strength. Than yes, <laughs> yes. It was. Please. I mean, I'll be honest. It's my dump stat, but I still think thirteen is your dump stat. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, please uh, know sorry. that my strength is nineteen. Yours is 19? Oh I'm at 15. What the fuck Dude. is going on? Jack. <laughs> I meditate you have much higher. Like, 10 is supposed to be normal. Oh. And so you're all just a bunch of strong freaks. Yeah, man. And I'm showing my back muscles off to this guy who thought he had the biggest back muscles of the day, but he doesn't. <laughs> Who's are bigger, Zach? I mean, let's do, it. let's do just a raw strength roll-off yeah. for uh, you and, um, okay. you and uh, uh, Lowell. Um, so I'm just going to roll a d20. Um, add our strength modifiers. So I have a plus four fuck. Roll a five. Yes, baby. I got a 16. Ooh. Okay, so you're, I mean, you guys look out the window and you see Grib's <laughs> back muscles just popping a little more vascularly 
than uh, Lowell's. Holy my lats. Whoa. I'm doing that thing where you're like, yeah. you, it looks like you have wings because you like get your lats. You mean you're it's doing like, the do thing that, that uh, comedian Jacob Wysocki is known to do when he tries to make himself look larger on stage? <laughs> oh, you mean the get big routine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, Lowell was like, hey, man, awesome. I think that's great. Um, but I, oh. back to the more important things. Why are you digging this hole, love? You see him just like pull out this big chest <gasps> and plop it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he just had clearly buried this for, uh, you know, just to, to protect the contents of it. And he's like, "All right, guys, come out here. Let's let's discuss." Okay. Rufus runs down. How will we divide the treasure inside this chest? Freya jumps it's... out the window when he says, "Come down here." <laughs> lands on her feet. Yeah, make a uh, acrobatics check. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I guess she maybe doesn't land on her feet. We'll see. Eighteen. Yeah, you see. Uh, uh, Freya just do sort of this dive out the window and like roll as she hits the ground perfectly without making a sound. Unlike the armor seems like it would suggest making a clank, but no, uh, there's a surprising amount of grace there. Well, like nods, like uh, impressed. So he's like, this isn't treasure for us. This is um, after hearing your description of what's going on near Walden Keep. um, We it sounds like something that we have to move on right now. Uh, and he opens it, and inside you see a couple of things. First, you see what looks like five glass vials. Uh, they have this bright orange liquid in them that almost looks like it's glowing. Outside of that, in like a little separate compartment, he takes out this bronze figurine. It's got like a hawk-looking creature on it that has like, as you look at it more, it looks like it has like like a lion's body. And he holds it up, and he says. I feel like the situation is pretty grave and time is of the essence, but there's a couple things that we need to discuss before we go up there. First off, um, I think, uh, well, I'll just show you. And he just smashes it on the ground. And as it hits oh. the ground, just like purple smoke kind of billows out of it. And you see the this sort of this, this large cloud of purple smoke billow out. And then you see sort of flapping wings and hear like a like kind of like a weird bird noise and as the smoke dissipates there's this large griffin just <gasps> standing there before you just kind of like kicking in place like shaking its it doesn't really have a mane but like you know shaking its feathers out uh and just like kind of waiting for a command what a beautiful creature my god Thank and you, so god. this magnificent beast drinks this carrot juice that you have is that what's going on? Not at on? all. This is not what that is for. In fact, it, I, I think this one is kind of strange in that it's coming from this magical artifact. I'm not even sure if it eats anything at all. I found this quite a while ago, but didn't have a great reason to use it yet. But this seems like the perfect time. Uh, this is not carrot juice. This is, in fact, a powerful alchemical explosive. It's almost like, um, he wouldn't know this word, but napalm. <laughs> so I think... What we need to do is buy people time if they're at the keep. I'm going to run up myself as a bear just because I can move a lot faster than you guys probably. And you guys, this one is, you can see that it's like a pretty large griffin. You don't, maybe, you assume you have never seen one of these creatures before. Maybe you've heard of them. But it looks big enough that all of you guys could fit on it, which is, uh, not exactly how they normally work, but like it seems like it's just an exceptionally large one. He's like, "You guys can ride up on, uh, ride up 
the, the keep on this. And we're going to try to slow down these bugs. If they got the like, scent of the people, if, if it feels like they're almost like bees, right? People made them mad at this point, so they're going to keep chasing them. So you guys can use this stuff to try to slow them down, and then we can get into the castle and try to uh, get those men out of there. There's got to be some kind of secret way out. Uh, all these old castles kind of have that kind of thing. Um, so we'll just have to figure that out when we get there. But I'm going to run up. But before I do that, and Rufus, he, he takes you to the side, and he's like, you know, I wish we could have done this in sort of a a way that honored the traditions and duty of this, but I was going to offer you a choice. Would you at all be interested in joining me and your family as a warden of the forest? Uh, the choice is yours, and, you know, it's something that should be a joyous ceremony. It has a lot of duty involving it, but I was going to offer it to you Today we could do a plain ceremony. I get to, to be a bear. Instill- yeah, that's part of it. You would get to be a bear. I get to be a bear, and I get to be in a f- family. Yeah, you of course are a part of this family. You uh, you have your own family as well. Right. I guess that's sort of my. Jeez, oh, that's kind of my question. Would I still be part of the other family? Do you know what I mean? Like I well, just don't. Oh god. I just so don't know. a lot of people have two sides of their family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're right. You know, both of their parents. Or whatever kind of um, right. So I kind of have in. to choose one, is what you're saying? Not well. As long as you're a bear warden, you kind of have to. While you're in the forest, you have to honor the traditions of the bear wardens and and the duty that 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 accompanies that. But it doesn't mean you can never leave the forest. You just won't have your powers. If... So you're telling me that I could be accepted by my uncle and become a powerful bear and still be a member of my family and earn the respect of my father and brother by saving their lives? Hey, buddy. Sounds like you can have it all. Wow. I always knew I could. I accept. And furthermore, I'd like to say one thing to you before you go, which is, please come with us. (laughs) Oh, I'm... uh... I'm gonna meet. Yeah, yeah he, but come. But maybe he has just, a whole plan. I mean, maybe just come with us, though. I heard. I know. I heard the plan, but maybe stay close to me, so and we could talk more. I hear you. You know. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I can. I'm gonna meet you there. <laughs> yeah, people have told me it's that before, that. and it and I've been burned. You know. I, so. <laughs> really. Yeah. Okay. I've had a lot of social I, engagements where someone's like, "Oh, I see, oh." I'll be like, are you going to the fort dance? And someone will be like, I, w- I will see you there, Rufus. And I'll be like, okay. And then no, and then they're not. They just didn't show up to the dance? Yeah. They have dances at the wow. fort? Yeah, they're, they're very spirited, rousing nights of revelry with lots of heavy loot. Uh, and yet I, uh, I was often sitting alone in the corner. So anyway, maybe it would just be simpler if we all just got on this Griffin thing together and... Uh, Okay, why don't we just do the oath of the bear warden, shall Sounds we? Sounds good. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he takes his axe and he puts it on your shoulder. You see this like weighted, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, almost like a queen putting a sword on your shoulder, but like a two, huge two-handed axe by this giant person. And he, and he looks at you, takes a breath in of the fresh forest air and says, Rufus Cutler. 
Do you swear to fight for the animals, from the smelliest skunk to the most powerful wyvern, to make this forest a place for all? Do I repeat that in its entirety? Or I, I just say I just do, or, situation? Uh, or I swear. I do. What was the last animal you said? A wyvern? A wyvern. A wyvern? I could be saying it wrong. <laughs> a wyvern? Is it like a chimera? Is a wyvern like a chimera? No. It's sort of a big flying beast. Yeah, just like a chimera. Hmm. It kind of has some, It has parts of different kind of animals or something. Look, it's a big forest. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. Some skunks, some wyverns, etc. Maybe wyverns, too. A couple more of these things, so we're just going to... I don't know if we have time for questions between every single one. Okay, well, if you maybe find out if there are wyverns or Do not. Do you swear okay. to preserve, to leave the forest better off than you found it? Uh, the campsite rule. Yes, I do swear. Yeah. Do you swear to maintain a level of vigilance and preparedness so that we may always prevent forest fires? Well, yes, Rufus kind of wipes the tear away thinking of any forest fire and the responsibility of protecting a forest from a fire. Yes, I do. Because I and only I can prevent forest fires. You see, uh, well, I'll just kind of wipe the tear away. He's like, that's right. That's right. You swear to swim as fast as the salmon, to climb as true as a squirrel, and to bound across foliage like the most carefree deer, to not just patrol the trees, but to truly live amongst them. Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. And do you swear if need be, if the heart of the forest is at stake, to lay down your life for the good of the inhabitants, both flora and fauna? Uh... uh. <laughs> Freya locks eyes with Grib and mouths. I knew he was going to have a problem with this. I just shake my head. My eyes uh, go wide, kind of Keenan Thompson wide, like what's going to happen? He's <laughs> uh, like struggling to hold his arm up with the axe. Uh, you're, yeah, sure. Oh, Okay. Rise, Rufus Cutler, son of Leafka. That's your mom's name. I forget if we said that in a previous episode. Oh, wow. Leafka. <laughs> and accept your title as Warden of the Forest, an Ursine protector of the Malgosian King's Wood, and all that title now encompasses. Yes. This is incredible. And he just grabs you by the shoulder, and he like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Revenant just starts shaking you around. Oh my god! Oh. Uh, you take, um, oh no! He takes. Dig six points of damage as he just thrashes you around, throws you on the ground. <laughs> Quite sorry, troublesome, sorry. truly. He like kind of shakes it off. He, like he he had briefly turned into like a bit of a hybrid bear form. And with that, um, sorry about that. You might want to heal up a little bit ah. before we get out of here. But um, soon enough, you will transform. What did that accomplish? I feel like you dislocated my shoulder. Good you God! I probably amazing. did. He grabs your arm and just. Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah. Sucked, right? Sucked. Yes! Absolutely sucks. Well, we should get going. Um, okay. Once you take off on the Griffin, uh, you know, you, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll be able to see what you need to do, and then I'll meet you at the castle. And, um, you know, it's been really great to meet all of you. And, uh, Thank you for I, helping I, us helping. on our quest, and congratulations yeah. on your transformation. I'm going to get on the griffin that I've decided to name Gongo Balls. 
Let's get on Gongo. So, Lol, oh, it's okay. been, um, I... well, quite something. Thank you for everything. You're welcome. I forgot to ask you, I meant to say this earlier, but, um, oh do God. you dream? Do I dream? In the forest? Do I dream of the forest? Do you dream in the forest? Oh, well, I hate to give you this detailed of an answer, but I do unless I'm on my period. But you have been in the forest. Okay, wow. Um, but like, I have haven't had a dream. Had a dream. Hmm. That sounds right. Why? Uh, the dream eaters. They target the elves. And then he just takes off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pretty cool. Oh, no. Pretty cool, honestly. God. Just like one of these. I mean, this is constantly happening to me. I meet an important family figure, and then they just leave. <laughs> Somebody's been eating my dreams. Let's get oh. on Gongo Buzz. Wow, that's fucked up, man. Um, Cribbage, not so now. You guys all pile onto Gongo Buzz. Is that what you said? Yep. <clears throat> Grib, is that two uh, words? Gongo and Buzz? Yeah, it's kind of like a Babu Frick scenario. Cute. I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Me neither, but it's cute. <laughs> Rotatoes, it is time to thank our next sponsor, Hero Forge. Did you know that from the 2nd of May to the 9th of May, which is right now, there is 10% of all physical miniatures. That's color printed plastic, premium plastic, regular plastic, bronze, and color standees. You get 10% off, and plus there is free shipping, including international shipping, which means I will be getting on that right now because it always costs me a bomb to order stuff from overseas, and I love the fact that there is free shipping included. You can also add new merch items whenever you want to your order, which includes Hero Forge pins, shirts, dice, whatever you want. There is no code necessary. Just head to heroforge.com and start building today. If you don't know what Hero Forge is because, I don't know, you've been living under one of the many rocks of Amalar, it is a fully customizable tabletop miniatures. They are absolutely amazing. I've built so many of my characters in there to give me a nice little visual aid, and I've ordered some of them, and they just come out so, so well. So, if you want to get your custom mini in a variety of different materials, or even a downloadable file if you're lucky enough to have a 3D printer at home, then you can do so at Hero Forge. So that's heroforge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And don't forget to check back often as there is new content added every single week. Heroforge.com today. 10% off until the 9th of May. You know where to be. That's it for now. Let's get back into this week's episode. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So you guys, uh, you all pile onto uh, onto Gongo Boz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's working. Um, yes. Wow. Uh, 
And also, I forgot to say, you guys are flying over there. Do you want to, before we get into it, check out these items? Cribbage pops up and is like, are we going to have a look at these little papers and stuff? Or uh, that blue uh, glowing thing? Oh Great my god, Cribbage, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just thought it'd be important to look at. It um, is important. No, that was no helpful. Worries. Thank you. Thank you. You have these papers that you stole from from this uh from that officer tent and they're they're kind of a mess uh but everybody uh give me an investigation check 30 20 15 i critted you critted yeah okay which is cool because i have no modifier for investigation nice so yes Freya, this is all pretty foreign to you but looking at it you're for some reason you're able to contextualize this stuff that you've never seen before in a way that makes sense with that group of people. You remember them talking about like, you know, they have to collect something for, you know, like maybe you heard the word offering some at some point. You're looking at this and it looks like there's a map of this area of the forest when you like inspect it closer. It's obviously a different kind of it feels a little different than a map that you would have made at Fort Cutler. That's why maybe it was like kind of hard to tell at first. But um, there's all these like uh, blue dots that indicate different points of the map that that show like kind of this like Malgosian kingdom, and what you can tell that like on a nat twenty, you you can tell that the place that you just were at that crash site, mm-hmm. that is one of the blue dots. You so it seems like you could probably deduce that there are other people out there with similar maps trying to dig up stuff. And bring something to somewhere because you see in the center of the map is a larger blue dot, which marks this place that you would know as Malgos, but but that was supposed to be sort of a lost city, and so it seems like these Red Rust Clan guys ha- are congregating some kind of power there once more. You see a couple of names. You see uh, Stukrid, Maldry, Vinuk, and above all of them. With a crown over it, you see the name Ansgar, which seems to denote some sort of pecking order uh, among this this clan of uh, this like almost like post-apocalyptic dudes. Mm-hmm. You can tell just by the context of this map that like certain things, like some kind of like almost like childish like writing in the margins, like this person does not like the the first several names like it seems like there is their their competition and yeah i think that's why you would get on the papers themselves okay uh, but then there's this other artifact that i will say that the nat 20 also applies to it's this like i think i said it looks like a lightsaber last time uh although it, it is not like a literal like laser sword or anything but from investigating it it looks like there are it seems like reactive to different things like it that it is nearby like it is like a, an extremely futuristic looking technology uh especially for you guys who have like seen maybe like a blunderbuss and stuff like that like it's very like going from steampunk to alien uh-huh. technology i think on a nat 20 you would know that this is like some kind of futuristic survival like multi-tool i think that it seems like that and so, yeah, make an intel. Like, I think on a nat twenty, I'll just say that this thing is very situational, and you have to make intelligence checks in in order to use it in situations. Okay. So it seems like, but it does seem like you have sort of a, a handling on it. 
um, if not an understanding of what to do with it right now. Right. So I think that's everything that you would find from those papers and that artifact at this moment. And the name was Angar? The, 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 uh, with the crown? Ansgar. Ansgar. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, nice roles. I but, uh, can't tell you why, gents, but that's, I just inherently understand that that's what this all is. Any feelings on it? Well, I just want to go on record and say I understood some of that as well. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and you had a dirty 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. So you got like some of it. I've just to. been uh, taking my staff and turning it into a tree. And then turning it back into a staff, and then turning it into a tree, and turning it. Yes, back into we should a staff. say, Jacob. Let's talk about your staff for a second. Okay. We talked about it on the Ark Bark. It seems like it is a the staff of uh, the woodlands. Mm-hmm. But in our discussion, I did honestly realize it's a little more powerful than I was hoping it would be. Uh, and so, uh, to that end. We've done a little bit of zhuzhing, which we've agreed upon. There's happily. a zhuzhing that you see that that some of the branches are a little gnarled and like kind of burnt off in a way. Uh, basically, the staff cannot do awaken like it normally would be able to, or wall of thorns. But it has some other abilities. If you want to say what those are now. Oh what yeah, is, I mean uh, it's it's super cool. I can cast. Pa- it has ten charges. They re recharge every day at dawn. Wow. Gives me Solar a nice powered. plus two to bonus attacks, plus two to spell attack rolls. And has a bunch of uh, great little spells. Animal friendship, bark skin, locate animals or plants. Uh, it has a free pass without trace spell. Mm-hmm. Speak with animals, speak with plants, wall of, uh, a wall of thorns, which we said no go to, and awaken, which we said no go to. And it, it also has this thing called tree form. You can use an action to plant one end of the staff in fertile earth and expend one charge to transform the staff into a healthy tree. The tree is cool. 60 feet tall. And it's like a big tree. Right? Yeah, it's the like tree 60 is 60 feet, feet tall, tall five, foot diameter. five foot diameter trunk, and its branches at the top spread out to a 20 foot radius. Damn. Wow. That's a huge tree. That yeah. mean you were just burning, making this giant yeah, tree. Yeah, are you burning through charges? While I guess I didn't really. I thought the tree transformation was charge free. So instead of using it um, on and off, let's. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were imagining it, right? Yeah, um, we'll just say, like, I. As we take off, I touch it a big tree and it turns into a staff. I, yes. ch- I changed it last night and it's dawn, so it has fresh charges. Na 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 boo boo, little man. Na 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 boo boo. Na 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 boo boo. Well, he, okay, so you guys are ready to take off. You, you approached. I'm sorry, I've immediately forgotten this creature's name. Gongo Boz. Uh, <laughs> Gongo Boz. Gongo Boz Lerman. Gongo Boz Lerman. Uh, so you guys are going to take off into the Great Gatsby. Uh, so yeah, so you all pile on to the Griffin. Mm-hmm. I'm Great. sorry about my armor, Gongo Boz. He goes. <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't seems like not to care. Oh great! Kind of like it, it just like wants to fly. It's been good when Gongo when the noise that Gongo Boz makes. It doesn't happen to just sound like him going like Gongo Boz, does it? Yeah. Does it happen to sound like that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, Jacob, give me a luck check. (laughs) Sure, yeah. We'll say over 10, it does. A two. (laughs) (laughs) It goes, Boss Congo. Okay. Okay. We're having fun. Yeah. It's 
Grim, it seems like this character's name, this creature's name is Boz Gongo, not Gongo Boz. Perhaps I Baz translated Gongo? incorrectly. <laughs> I see. Boz Gongo. Uh, you see this thing kick off the ground and <gasps> splap its wings with an incredible strength that, you know, you've never seen anything like it in, in this situation and you've never been this far up in the air and you see the forest below you start shrinking as you get higher and higher over the outpost, over the forest itself, and then almost at height with the mountains. Um, you have that like kind of perspective warping uh, moment where like, you know, when you get, like hop on a plane uh, and it looks like the trees are really tiny, but it also feels like you can touch it, like, you know, like that, almost like the Peter Pan ride at Disney where it's like everything is just super small near you. Love that so ride. you get whipped by this wind and you are up in the air. This is tremendous. I know we're doing a grave thing right now, but in this moment, I feel wonderful. In this moment, I feel <laughs> and Rufus <laughs> throws up over the side of Bosgongo. Um, yeah, Rufus, you throw up. It's almost like you can't tell if this is a part of your lycanthropic transformation that is like your, you know, like post-vaccine haze uh-huh. almost. Uh, or just being 300 feet in the air. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I'm going to close my How's eyes. How's Grib doing? Grib's quietly taking it in, and it's one of the more beautiful things he's seen, and he's, like, thinking about how he's not alone because he's with friends, and he's fighting back a tear, and he's looking the other way so nobody can see that his eyes are rolling up. And Freya's kind of situated behind Grib, and in a moment of just sort of, like, overwhelming... Uh, uh, feeling of aliveness, she kind of wraps her arms around his waist and lightly rests her head on his huge back. Oh! And Rufus um, <laughs> pukes again, and he. But as he does, he does that thing where you know when you're like violently throwing up, and your whole face is kind of like strained. You know, every muscle in your face is like tight. When he hits that yes, point of, of the wretch, uh, he he feels as if. For just a, just a fraction of a second, a bear is growling. He feels like new, tense muscles uh, stretching in his face. But he can't be sure if he experienced Jesus. that for real, but he felt it. Rufus, you feel two little arms yeah. on your back holding you in a similar way. <laughs> uh, to, and Cribbage says, like, this is this is so beautiful, man. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. We're so high up. Everything's tiny. Is this what it looks like when I'm walking near you? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you guys start flying uh, just directly north of where you were towards these mountains. You can also see in the distance what across the forest, the peaks of some buildings like really far in the distance uh, that you could assume to be the edges of uh, Malgos, that city that we were talking about. But as you get closer, you begin to see the mountain pass that your family and the forces of Fort Colors must have taken. As you're looking along the trail, you see clear signs of what happened here. Like it, there, there are signs of fighting back. There's like blown out bits of trail. Uh, these guys are like the better soldiers at Fort Cutler, so they clearly while I'm sure overwhelmed in this situation, we're not just like dying. So you see all these like makeshift blockades and you see a few parts of the trail that almost look like 
you know, you're really high up, but it would maybe assume that there's some kind of, like, last stands happening here where, like, maybe some troops stopped here to, like, let the, the bulk of the troops proceed without them. And as you get closer, you see this swarm of bugs heading along this trail, edging closer and closer to Walden Keep. Let's light them up, huh? Uh, those bugs, those bastards, they've, they've killed my brethren on this trail. Freya, you're, I guess, in front of Rufus, right? Yeah. Um, you, it just feels like, you almost feel like a fever behind you. <laughs> Rufus, you are uh, warm. Warm with rage. Give me one of those carrot juices. Don't drink Yeah, them. along the trail, yeah, you can pass these around. Uh, I'll, I'll explain the mechanics of that in a second, but uh, along the trail, you see these horrifying bugs like leading up to the Walden Keep. Uh, you also see what signs of like where waves of them have been killed by the keep. Um, so you see Walden Keep at the end of this mountain pass that you've heard so much about. Uh, it is, the pass narrows going closer into the castle. The castle looks like kind of like a traditional looking, um, like four big turrets of a castle, like two at the front closer to the side facing the trail and two kind of facing out just towards the forest itself with sort of a like, almost like a nice big patio, but made of stone. There's sort of a central gated area where it looks like they would maybe keep horses and stuff. Uh, And then below that, it's like kind of masonry going down, seemingly like a lower level to to the castle itself before it turns into the mountain. So from above, when you're looking at Walden Keep, you see what looks like this bulk of the force of soldiers that are surviving. It seems like without getting an exact number, it doesn't look as big as you were hoping. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they've all lived. Uh, they are mostly on this gate, firing arrows down at where the uh, bulk of these bugs are pouring in, kind of being bottlenecked uh, along this trail. It's like a Helm's Deep sort of looking thing. It's a little Helm's Deepish, but a little narrower at least. Okay. Um, but you are above these bugs and looking down at them, I'll tell you how this will work for this this little encounter. Um, you can roll a D4, the like winds are kind of buffeting you, and roll a D4 to see what the wind conditions are. And then you have to uh, roll, and that's on every roll. And then you would roll a D20 and you have to get over a 15 to hit these bugs. Uh, you have a plus six of the roll, so you, that means you have to get over a nine to hit them. You can do whatever buffs you need, but um, roll a d4 first. A number, uh, a one, I'll just say what they are when you roll it, uh, but a one is... How high up are we? You're a few, I would say you're probably 100 feet above these bugs at this point. And so um, you could be a little closer if you want, but you don't want to get too close because they will spit acid on you. Oh. And I and I don't think that's necessarily going to affect this uh, the luck of this roll, I guess, unless you have a certain spell you're using. Yeah. This is not a situation where I could take one of these vials, notch it in my bow, and shoot it. Um, I what's your plus to roll to hit? I mean, it's like kind of a heavy. They're almost like propane tanks. Like, oh, I, they're see. Like, I see. I see. Can I? Mind. Can I pitch an idea that I have and you let me know if it's good or bad? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would love to try. Can we potentially up our, like, DC or something if I were to use Gust of Wind, um, which yeah. is 60 feet? So I don't know if we could get close enough. If 60 feet's uh, too close, maybe it's just, like, you know, not a sure thing, but, like, bridges the gap of that DC save. 
Uh, Jacob, I'll say that if, if depending on who is throwing what, when you're not throwing, you can use the gust of wind on things that are disadvantaged to to cancel out the disadvantage. Cool. How about that? That sounds cool. Um, so you guys have, I think I said five. Uh, yeah. Let me know how you uh, who's who's throwing what. Well, Rufus looks down and sees these soldiers fighting in the keep, and he's overcome with emotion, seeing finally laying his eyes on this struggle, and. He says, give me one of those goddamn vials. I, I hand it over to Rufus and give him a little bit of a look of like, even though it's tough to see, we made it, brother. Mm-hmm. And and Rufus nods back with a kind of like a, it's a Mel Gibson-y look when he's kind of <laughs> overcome with emotion, wet yeah. eyes, you know, but a, but a firm jaw. You yeah, know? the brow yes. and the jaw. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Rufus, the heat off of you is uncomfortable. Well, the heat off of these bugs is about to get off the charts. Yes. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> and then I... Uh, roll a d4 okay. and let me know what you get. Okay, let's find out. Can I cast Guidance on this or is it going to blow it? Yeah, yeah. Or not on the on the d4, but you can cast it on the, on the roll. I would say you can do Guidance or Gust. Uh, I'll do Gust. D4, I got a three. Three is no win, meaning a straight roll. So you don't have to. Uh, you don't have a disadvantage or anything. And so you have uh, gust. Is that what you said? I have gust and I have guidance. Are you saying for if I throw one? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you can. You can throw a guidance on this since there's no disadvantage. Yeah, I'll throw guidance on it because the, uh, so I don't waste the spell slot. Cool. Ten plus six is sixteen. Hell yeah. So, uh, Rufus, you, you say it's about to get hot and you throw this vial. It spins. It's like, you know, one of those circular vials with like a little like uh, kind of tube like top. So the the liquids like swishes yes. around, swishes around as it spins into the pile of bugs. And once it hits the ground, you see this huge fiery explosion blasts these bugs into the air. Dozens of bugs fly through the air. Uh, pieces of like arms and legs of, of these little like you know disgusting uh, creatures <laughs> fly through the air. And you see like uh, the, the the soldiers who are on the on the the wall of the keep look up and go, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, uh, they yeah. cannot tell what's happening. But if you yeah, can't dude. take the heat, yeah. get out of my forest. Incredible, uh, Rufus. Give me a. Uh, uh, just a flat charisma check. Also, did I need to do the D four? With advantage. I didn't do the D four. You didn't. You didn't need, didn't it, need so it. Okay. Just, it, so now I'm rolling a charisma check. My weakest stat. Hey, hey throw that D four behind that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got an eight on the charisma roll, and then a one on the D four. <laughs> they're like, uh, you see these soldiers look up at you, and they're like, what? It's a, never mind. Who is that? They've like been awake for days running. <laughs> so they so they look fucked up. They're like delirious, like father. Uh, <laughs> and I, I kind of at this point, I kind of turn to my companions and I go, I have to tell you, I'm feeling a little conflicted. I'm concerned I may have started a forest fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I will say, you guys are looking at this, this, and this, this path and it does not seem like there are trees okay. nearby okay. Well, I'm just I, I'm uh, concerned that I, anyone keep an eye out if we see any brush or tree catch fire let's keep an eye out I'm impressed to hear you, you hear take lulls. this so seriously <laughs> well I and only I can prevent forest fires yes that's right only always you. prepare 
to stop forest fire. Did you hear that? Did you guys all hear that? And I, uh, I didn't. Oh, okay. It was an auditory. Uh, who's throwing memory. the next file? I will. Uh, Freya will. Uh, so uh, she gets the vial and says, um, I know none of these soldiers will remember me, and I am like a stranger to them, but I hope to be of some help, and I hate to see these bugs again. Incredible. Roll the d4 and let me know what you get. A two. Excessive one. Make a dex check to hang on. So give me your dexterity dexterity saving throw. 17. Okay, you're able to hang on. You bobble the the vial. uh, With the 17 high enough that you just maintain that. um, Roll a d4 again to see what you get. And then that sort of just starts you over. Oh, a one. It's a crosswind, so you have a disadvantage on this roll. Um, okay. Jacob, you can use uh, your spell if you will. I'll use Gust of Wind. Okay. Cool. So that disadvantage is canceled out now, uh, and just give a straight d20 roll. 16. Another bomb sails from the griffin and smacks into this crowd of bugs, blowing them up. Bug pieces flying everywhere, a direct hit. Oh, Incredible. yay! Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, does Freya yell anything to these soldiers? Um, uh, I'll introduce myself later. Freya, oh. it's Freya. Uh, what the Whoa. hell is this? Hell yeah, they know of you. Fre- it's Freya. Freya sort of gives a strangled gasp and sheds a tear. Uh, incredible. So that's two hits. Um, the more hits you get, the easier this next part will be. I guess oh. I will drop next, right? I'll try yeah. and drop Hell one. yeah. Give it a go. Uh, I'll as I hold this, I, I, I look to my friends. This isn't going to make a lot of sense, but you know, it's like we're sailing in the stars and we're saving the day. We're a bunch of starship troopers. And I drop the bomb on the bugs. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Grib, uh, roll the d4. Ooh, a one. It's a crosswind, so you have disadvantage on this roll. I'll use a gust. Cool. I'll see Burn that slot. Burned it. Cancel out the disadvantage. And then I roll a d20, right? Yes. Oh, a one. Oh. No. So you bobble this thing as you throw it, and it slips out of your hand. Um, <laughs> you see it sail past them and just uh, explode uh, behind the mountain, not not hitting anything at all. Um, you see what appears to be maybe the beginnings of a forest fire. Uh <laughs> Grib! Terribly thorny. Grib, this isn't going to make a lot of sense, but today you have failed the Federation. (laughs) (laughs) I just shake my head in shame. Hey, hey man, it's okay, man. Uh, From the very back of the Griffin, uh, hanging onto the tail, you see Cribbage (laughs) flopping around in the air. It's all right, dude. Gang, should we give Um, Cribbage a try? I'll throw one. You want Cribbage to throw I one? Guess, yeah. Right? I don't know. We have two left. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go for it. Freya sort of like puts her hand on Grib's back and gives it a little encouraging Crib- rub. Crib- Cribbage rolled a four, <gasps> which is a breeze that blows towards the bugs and will guide your throw. Ooh. So he has an advantage. Come on, Crib. Let's see what he gets. 18 and a 19. Oh! So, Money. Cribbage just hits one of these guys in the forehead who blows back and just like explodes this uh, third section of of bugs as they uh, pour over their brethren continuing on but thinning out this herd in a very like kind of strategic place that feels like 
will hopefully help you guys get closer to the castles in a safer way and help the soldiers out tremendously. So we have one more. Who's thrown the last Rufus uh, pats Gribbage on the back and says, Gribbage, I always believed in you. Wow. Is your face leaking? Um, Don't. No. Uh, (laughs) I'll throw it. (laughs) Let the winds guide this explosive as it blows these demons straight to hell. Incredible. Roll the d4. I will. That's a two. Two is excessive win. Make a dex check to hang on. So Rufus, you are like trying to balance with this uh, bobble as they, the wind just smacks you. Roll a dex- dexterity saving throw in your saving throws. Ooh, ten. Ten. Rufus, you start to fall off. <gasps> uh, somebody, uh, it, whoever is close by, I grab can for make him. a. Yes, make a, an athletics check to grab him. Yeah, I'm going to just say uh, make an athletics check or just a, another check that makes sense to you uh, to try to grab For him. athletics, I rolled a 15. Okay, you're able to snag Rufus's arm. Whew. You feel your arm like wrench oh. as, as he uh, falls off this griffin and you're holding on to Grib. You, you have to hold on to Grib tighter with your other arm. Uh, Rufus, you're just flailing in the air. Yeah, my shoulder. Rufus, your hand is burning mine. I run hot. <laughs> You're on two days. You got your hands burned last episode, too. <laughs> what happens to the um, vial I'm holding? Uh, make a dex check to see if you held on to the oh vial. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Another dexterity saving throw? Uh, dexterity. Uh, make a uh, dexterity, flat dexterity okay. check. Or if you can do an acrobatics or athletics check, I guess. No, I did the dex. I got an 18. Great. So you you hold on to like the tip of it, like the top of pink, just a uh, little. Like, the, the the cork yeah. is like almost. I'm holding on to the cork, hold... which is itself like light, starting to release the cork, but I'm I'm just <laughs> oh. pinching it. Freya, uh, I will say with that 15, you're able to uh, pull Rufus back up onto this Griffin. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, what the fuck is his name? Gongo Boss Bongo. Gongo Boss, but it's now been popularized to Boss Gongo. Gonzo Bob. Boz Gongo. Boz Gongo. A weary head shake from Jacob. Just like a humorless Uh, no. That is not correct. (laughs) Don't bend my words, no. (laughs) No, we can all riff on it. It's fine. We all get to have fun. (laughs) All right. uh, Rufus, you still have it. Uh, Are you going to throw it? Are you... You can... I will say that you've been pulled back up. I've got you, my guy. Yeah, I'm going to use the raw adrenaline. Rufus is not someone who would take the hint that, hey, maybe sit this one out. Rufus is going to just charge forward (laughs) and just hurl this sucker with everything he's got. Incredible. Roll the d4 again. (sighs) Back at the drawing board. That's a four. Four. You get the advantage on this one as the breeze shifts and points towards these bugs. Roll with advantage. Uh, How do I roll with advantage here? Uh, roll two d20s and take Got the it. One. I always forget. Here we go. Oh, they were both fives. But plus six, doesn't that make it 11? I can put guidance on it. Uh, that's 11. So with the guidance, you could technically do it if you rolled a four. So let me know what you get. D4, roll two. You see the vial sail past uh. this whole crowd and just uh, shatter into the mountain behind it, Ugh. catching that mountain on fire. It's just stone, but you see this burning rock behind it. Kind of highlighting these monsters in a cool way, but yes, completely missing them. 
So you had three successes, wow. so that's uh, pretty good. You've successfully thinned the herd out towards the front. It seems like you would have to, at this point, go down there to help these guys. We hope that you enjoyed that episode of Rotating Heroes. That was DM'd by the one and only Zach Oyama, and the players were Victoria Longwell, Jacob Waisaki, and Devin field remember if you're enjoying rotating heroes then please go ahead and check out the rotating heroes patreon which is where you can get early access to all of the episodes you can get them in full as well so not part one and part two and you can also get the exclusive talkbacks which is where the crew dissect and talk about everything that happened in obviously totally the most serious possible way so why well, i don't even know why you'd think anything else this episode has been edited and produced by Zakoyama and Jasper William Cartwright, which is me. Bye!